What's up, everybody? We are back, Red Zone DFS, for another breakdown of college football. Week five is here. Um, this will be covering Saturday 10 2. Um, can't believe we're at week five already. It's it's sad and exciting at the same time because we're starting to get into some really awesome matchups, even though college this year has been pretty good with uh, some non-conference games and, and some matchups that we don't traditionally see. But hopefully everybody had a good week last week. Uh, I know I did. Hopefully you followed along on the article. I felt like I was pretty on point last week um, with the Arkansas call and, and some of the other ones. LSU came through for me. Um, and, uh, yeah, outside of a few punt plays that, uh, I rolled the dice on that didn't pan out, um, still cashed and, and cashed, you know, pretty good profit, um, both sites, FanDuel and DraftKings, um, was still a little bit off on taking down a GPP. So if one of those or two of those punts would have come through, um, be gloating a little bit more today, but welcome to DFS, right? So here we are. Um, this week is interesting. This week's going to be awesome. Uh, finally, we have some big time matchups on the DFS slate. Last week, I had mentioned um, there was a lot of games that just didn't really stand out in terms of like premier matchups, premier teams. I think last week there was missing like five or six of the top 10 off of the slates. So, um, you know, the main slate that is. So this week is going to be a little bit different. So let's hop into it. So I'm. Just disclaimer, I know I always talk about I play a little bit heavier on DraftKings. Um, for college, that's going to flip for me a little bit this week. Um, I am still going to be playing some on DraftKings, and I'll go through both slates and, and kind of the differences and games and whatnot, depending on what site you play on. But um, for me, looking at it a little bit closer, look, college football is very variant, right? Like it, you're going to get a lot of guys that weren't even on the depth chart or lower on the depth chart that step up, have huge games, garbage time. There's just a lot of factors in college football um, that come into play. DraftKings also has the full point PPR. So you may get a guy who doesn't really perform super well, but, you know, in a blowout ends up with 11 targets and 70 yards and he ends up tearing the slate up, right? If you weren't on him and a guy that probably wasn't a good play, but because of all the other factors turned out to be one. So FanDuel eliminates that extra flex position. It's a lot tighter of a player pool over there. Um, I believe it's a half point PPR over there. Um, but yeah, it's just a little bit skinnier of a, a, a road to cash. So um, I'll still play both, but just letting you know, I've had a little bit more success uh, through four weeks so far on FanDuel. So I'll go through the games that are specific to that slate and then same with DraftKings. And then obviously on both main slates, there's a bunch of games that overlap. So Let's hit it. So starting out on DraftKings here, both slates, I guess. You got Arkansas going to Georgia, um, and what shapes it to be a huge early season SEC matchup. Arkansas is the real deal, man. They took it to Texas A&M last week. KJ Jefferson and Traylon Burks are legit together. Um, I think this is going to be an awesome, awesome football game. Um Georgia's the real deal too, right? They're one of the top defenses in the country. They have dudes everywhere. Um, so I expect this to be a little bit more of a grinded out, tough, tough game. Uh, the over-under on this is 48 and a half. Both Jefferson and Burks are banged up after last week's uh, kind of war zone game versus Texas A&M. So it's going to be a tough game for Arkansas. If they go to Georgia and, and win this game, we should be talking about Arkansas as a top five team and a challenger to, you know, make the playoff. Uh, that That's how good this matchup will be and, and impressive this win will be. Um, 
but I'm skeptical. Georgia's currently an 18-point favorite. Uh, their offense has been good when it needs to be. I mean, they just really haven't played too many tough games, so it's hard to really pinpoint who they are as a team. When they play some of these, like, you know, lofty matchups, like they can run it when they want, they can throw it when they want, you know, JT Daniels will throw 12 passes and four of them will be touchdowns. It's really hard to pinpoint who they are, but we know who Georgia is, right? They're going to play good defense. They're going to go over the top and, and move the chains uh, when it comes to the passing game, but they want to run the football. Um, for me, I'm not really going to be on KJ Jefferson and Burks this week, even though I love those two guys. It's just, I, the matchups is too difficult, man. Uh, Georgia, again, their defense is legit on that side of the ball. Uh, you've got JT Daniels, Brock Bowers, Jermaine Burton, who I think you could entertain, but again, I just don't love this game and the upside. I don't think this in any way, shape or form turns into a shootout. Um, I would be absolutely floored as would Vegas and the rest of the world. So, you know, there's some guys in this game, but it's not really one that I'm going to be like putting in my core plays uh, this Saturday. Moving on, Tennessee at Mizzou. Missouri is a three-point favorite. Uh, the Vols really just haven't, you know, beat anybody good, right? They're two and two. Um, Hendon Hooker should start and put up, you know, some – and he did put up some good numbers versus Florida. Um, but I just don't know if there's a confident path here path here for again taking down that gpp which is what we're looking for and i think it's important to dfs to look at what games like scenarios can play out here and i just don't know if tennessee's that team right like they could have some guys that put up good points have good games but um you know we need guys that are going like four five six x in college football right we need some quarterbacks that are going to hit that 40 point mark ideally or trying to get there get close i don't think hooker's that guy uh, mizzou does have a pretty decent defense um on the ground, Tennessee, they're going to split carries between Evans and Small. You know, that's how I, I'm not really into a, a timeshare there. Um, either of those guys could pop off, but I don't want to play the game of trying to pick who that's going to be. Um, and then as far as receivers, Jacob Warren, he is a cheap price on DraftKings. I do have a little bit of interest there if you need to look for like a one-off paydown guy. Um, Mizzou. Look, the Vols are kind of a middle-of-the-road defense from what I can tell. Um, they do bring some firepower. Bazelak and, and Beatty are awesome on offense. Beatty especially is going to get you he's, – he's the main guy, right? He's going to get you everything on the ground. He's going to get you some points in the passing game. If you can get up there price-wise, like he is a very, very unique player. Um, and, and, you know, he could get 35, 40 points right there. So – um, I don't mind Beatty as, you know, a, a one-off in this game, or, you know, if you want to get real crazy and go with him in like your super flex or flex position, um, he has just as much upside as any quarterback on the slate as well. So um, Kike Chisholm is another guy that, you know, I have on here on my list, but those are really the three that the offense is concentrated around that I have uh, interest in going to. So that's kind of it for this Tennessee Mizzou game. Um, moving on, one game I do have some interest in is this Texas TCU game. Uh, matchup. So TCU is currently a five and a half point dog, but a 65 over under is interesting. Um, the Longhorns, the offense has kind of come alive, right? Casey Thompson last week, Texas Tech is nothing to you know write home about their defense, but it was good to see versus a real team, not Rice, um, for them to produce. And they did. Damn. Uh, Bijan Robinson is, <laughs> is the real deal. Um, He's one of the most expensive players on the slate, but rightfully so. The, the dude can get it done passing, running. Um, if Texas can just open some holes for this guy, I mean, again, another guy that could go 30, 40 points very, very easily. Um, 
I think he only had that one rushing or receiving touchdown last week, which is amazing. But he could have very easily scored three, four, five touchdowns last week. They just spread it around. So the upside there for Robinson is massive. Um, in the passing game, Jordan Whittington and Xavier Worthy are the two that I would look to. Um, Josh Moore, I just saw, is expected to play this week. Um, but he just really hasn't been that guy this year. So, you know, if you want to go there and take a shot, you know, he is a GPP guy. He's going to come really low owned. But, um, you know, he could also throw up one point for you. So do not come calling and banging on my door when that happens if you play him. Um, TCU, Texas has given up 270 yards on the ground and about 180, or I'm sorry, 270 through the air, 180 on the ground. So there is opportunity here for TCU as well. Max Dugan, you know, dual threat quarterback. He's going to rack up points for you in, in multiple ways. Um, Zach Evans is really freaking good. Um, he leads their ground game. And then, man, this is one of those guys that skunked me last week. That was just a brutal, brutal take. But Quentin Johnston, um, he's their leading receiver still after putting up a zero last week. Goose egg. Um, I'm willing to go back to the well on him because, again, I think this game is going to open up opportunities and could turn into a shootout here. Um, but man, last week was tough. Um, so yeah, I'm willing to go back to all three of those guys, Dugan Evans and Johnston. If you're going to go game stack there, um, Tay Barber is also another weapon that I'm, you know, interested in having some shares of as he's a cheap option that could, um, be a part of that game, obviously, and if it's high scoring. So, uh, Texas TCU, good amount of interest in there. Um, next, uh, the opposite Michigan, Wisconsin, um, this is the definition of a phone booth game. Uh, both of these teams are going to run the hell out of the ball. Both of these guys do not want their quarterbacks throwing. They don't have a ton of weapons on the outside, and they play really good defense. So it wouldn't shock me if this game's like 14 to 10, 10 to 7. Um, I know both teams are better than that, but like this is what it's going to be. This is like the definition of Midwestern tough football. So um, if you're going to go to Michigan, again, the running backs are who you want. Blake Corum has kind of emerged as, as the better running back there and the starter. He's getting the majority of the carries recently, but Hassan Haskins is going to get touches. You know, he could get some goal line touches there and get you a touchdown or two. So Corum and Haskins both potentially could be in your player pool. But again, even though Wisconsin lost last week, um, their defense is still awesome. They pretty much shut Notre Dame down outside of a, you know, an interception return, a kick return, like Notre Dame beat them in a lot of other ways other than offense. So I don't mind, you know, I'm not going to say Wisconsin is folding, you know, after last week. They are still have a very good defense. Um, on that side of the ball, it's Chesma Lucy, and that's all. Uh, again, they don't have anything that's threatening on offense. And like I talk about, if you're looking for a GPP, you know, winning stack and in fantasy, like this – this is just not the game, right? Like it's going to be an awesome game to watch, uh, black and blue, but not my, not my cup of tea. Um, moving on, this is a DraftKings only game, Louisville and Wake Forest. So Louisville's got Malik Cunningham who does it all. Uh, he's expensive, but he's going to put up points for you. Um, he is funny enough coming from the same school, but he's the Lamar Jackson of college football, right? He, I think leads the team with like eight rushing touchdowns. He's going to throw, um, he's super electric. Um, doesn't really matter who he plays, even though I know Wake Forest is having a good year, but Wake is currently a seven point favorite and a 61 over and over under, um, Cunningham is definitely got to be, you know, considered here, right? If they're going to be trailing Wake Forest is a really good football team. Um, 
that means Cunningham's going to have to push it and, and run and gun all game. So love that. Marshawn Ford's their top receiving uh, option. And then you have Jordan Watkins and Josh Johnson who will mix in because they do spread the ball around in the passing game. So those guys are cheaper. But, yeah, as a one-off, like even if you want to play Malik Cunningham, um, you know, by himself, like I wouldn't hate it at all. Um, Louis, Louisville's defense is better against the pass than the run. So if you're looking to Wake Forest, um, you know, I like Sam Hartman, but the run game, I don't know. The, this the Louisville's defense – I think it was pretty good, but so I saw us over under. I need to dig into this one a little bit more. Um, if you're going to go here, the running game scares me a little bit because they are rotating guys. I had uh, Cameron Beal last week and, and, you know, he rotated. I mean, I didn't see him for two or three drives at one point. It was like, what is going on here? Um, so they've got some dudes and multiple guys in the backfield. So be careful if you do go to the running game here. Um, but Sam Hartman, he's off to a good start. You have A.T. Perry and Jacareel. Jack Real Robinson, um, Robertson, I'm sorry. Wow, I just totally bungled that whole name. Um, both of those guys are legit receiving options for Wake Forest. So, you know, again, this is a sneaky shootout game that I don't think a lot of people are going to be going to. Um, you know, if you do, if you want to go there and game stack this versus some of the other ones and maybe get a piece of the Bama Ole Miss game, which we'll get to, um, I don't hate that strategy at all. Uh, so one to keep an eye on for sure is Louisville Wake Forest. Um, another one, USC, Colorado. I just, I don't really have a lot to say here. USC is a complete train wreck. Um, Keontae Ingram does have some upside. He's been a better back there at USC. Um, but Colorado has a pretty good run defense. So I don't really know what to make of that situation there. It's just one that you could roll the dice on. I probably won't. The one only guy from USC that I really have some interest in, um, is Drake London. Um, who's just fantastic. I mean, this guy's probably a first round pick talent, um, big body guy. He's getting, you know, 25, 28 points a game on DraftKings. Like he's their main target. So Keaton Slovis has been a complete bust, but he's going to go to Drake London. So you could get your points there if you're going to pick one off. <laughs> and then as far as Colorado, I know USC's defense is a mess. Uh, Oregon State tore him apart the other night, which I watched, and it was just blown away that this was actually USC. Um, but Colorado is ranked 127 out of 130 in terms of scoring offense. So let me just save you the time. Do not play Colorado's offense uh, this weekend. Next, Cincinnati at Notre Dame. Uh, so Notre Dame is a two and a half point dog. At least they were yesterday uh, at home. Cincinnati is the real deal, man. Uh, the Bearcats, this is their biggest challenge yet. This is game is going to have all the eyes on it. If they want to make a serious push and be one of those teams that get into the playoff, this is the marquee win that they need on their schedule. So they're going all out here. Um, Desmond Ritter is awesome. Jerome Ford is really good. They do have a host of receivers and Pierce, Young, Scott, and Thompson. So you've got a lot of ways you could go here. I think Notre Dame is a tough defense. They're nothing spectacular. There is upside here for Cincy. Um, but again, Notre Dame is just feisty, man. They find ways to win. They're gritty. Um, Brian Kelly has proven that he is a really good coach. He is going to have these boys ready to rock and roll on Saturday. You know, a home dog to Cincinnati. You're Notre Dame. Are you kidding me? So play it at your own risk. I just think, you know, Cincinnati is the real deal. We're going to find out. This is going to be another one of those um, games that I think is a better game to watch and a better football game than it is like a fantasy game. So just keep that in the back of your mind. Um, Notre Dame, 
look, uh, they their quarterbacks hurt Jack Cohn. I, I don't know if he's going to play or not. He's questionable. Um, Cincinnati's ranked really high versus the pass anyways. I probably wouldn't look that way. But Kyron Williams, who got absolutely shut down versus Wisconsin this week, should have some more running room this week. Cincinnati's kind of a mediocre rush defense in terms of rankings. So, look, if Notre Dame wants to win this game, they know the recipe. It's play good defense, play good special teams, run the ball, get some points, keep it close, you know, and, and you have the home field advantage here, right? So, um, Kyron Williams is the only guy that I would consider, even though I'm not the biggest fan of his. So, 50 and a half over under here. Mm, not, you know, not the worst game on the slate. Uh, I'd rather stack this one than Michigan, Wisconsin, but. You know, you could do better, I think. Which leads me to the game of the day. Ole Miss at Bama. So this game has all the fireworks building up to it, right? Like we're looking at an 80 over under here. Um, you're, you're, you're absolutely crazy if you're going to fade this game um, completely. You know, if you're going to play five lineups and you want to completely fade it in one or something like that, like, yeah, of course, it's DFS. Anything could happen. But Ole Miss, I mean, Lane Kiffin returns to Tuscaloosa. If anybody knows how to beat Bama and knows the inside track, it is Lane. Lane Kiffin's going to try to score 150 points on Saturday. He's got Heisman hopeful Matt Corral, who's been absolutely fantastic. They've got the rushing attack and Jerry and Ely, who's really good. Um, Don Terrio Drummond and Jonathan Mingo are just flat-out studs. This offense is super high-flying, and they are going to score points on Saturday. So... Um, I love the side of the ball. Um, you know, again, it's very concentrated, you know, where it's going to go. Um, it's a little bit cheaper than the Bama side, just from name recognition standpoint. I think people think Alabama's defense could shut people down, but you know, we saw Florida a couple weeks ago, put up mid twenties and they're not nearly the same offense as these guys. So, um, Ole Miss here is one of my favorites on the slate. Um, they should be, you know, Bama's better team overall. So, um, they should be winning this game, which means Corral and these guys are going to have to really push it. Um, Alabama on the other side of the ball, Bryce Young, you know, another guy who's just been rock solid this year. He's very expensive, but rightfully so. Um, he's been fantastic. I mean, Brian Robertson should lead the running game here for Alabama as well. Um, but the passing attack is, again, where I want it. It's Jamison Williams. It's John Meachie. Um, so there's about five or six guys at this both sides of the ball is very concentrated on for both of these teams. They're very expensive, but find a way to get as many of these guys into your lineups as you can. It's going to be super chalky, but again, it's an 80 over under. Like, even if this game busts out, if you can get different with a one or two positions um, at some games that maybe your people aren't playing, like that's your edge, right? So don't be afraid to fade it because of ownership, because again, this is hands down the best game on the slate. Um, so, I love this game. Obviously, I will try to have some full game stacks. I'll play, play some lineups where it's one, not the other, um, and then bring it back on a different stack with the other team. So that's kind of my approach. I'm going to mix and match here, but I'm going to try to have as many pieces as this game as I can. Um, next up, Oregon at Stanford. This is a sneaky one. Um, the Ducks, they head down to the farm where they always get played pretty tough with Stanford. Stanford's nothing to write home about, but you know, they are tough and David Shaw, no, you know, knows this offense. They know how to play them pretty well, um, but they're just not as talented. So we'll see if Oregon can, you know, deliver. Um, they usually, I mean, we saw against Ohio State, they can get hyped up for these big games. And I think this is a very sneaky, like one to watch. 
Anthony Brown at quarterback is really good. Um, but you know, he is a little bit more expensive. The running game, CJ Burdell is awesome. Travis Dye is really good. Wide receiver, I mean, it's the biggest crapshoot on the slate. Uh, they have about eight guys that rotate. Any one of them could catch multiple passes. Their starters could catch zero. Like it's all over the map. So um, you know, if you're gonna take a dart throw, like this is the ultimate one. There's a again a host of guys you could choose from, but I kind of like Oregon's running game here. 57 and a half over under, which is a little surprising, but you know, because I don't love Stanford's side of the ball. The Ducks defense is no joke. Um, Tanner McKee's been really good. Bryson Tremaine's been good. Uh, the running back situation is a little bit in flux because of some injuries, but um, I like Oregon to kind of like roll late here. Um, I think it'll be a tough game early on. Um, and then I think they can kind of pull away here. So the running game is where I like it. Um, next up for DraftKings, Texas Tech at West Virginia, 56 over under. Look, Texas Tech is rolling out the backup squad. <laughs> They've got Henry Columbia, who's going to take over. Um, Thompson is going to take over the running back role, um, who Price considers a really good spot this week. Um, and at the receiver position, you have Ezukanma and Geiger, um, who I have a little bit of interest in. So Texas Tech seemed to run a little bit better under Columbia last week. Granted, they were down about six touchdowns to Texas, so it is kind of hard to like predict what they're going to do in a game from the get-go here. But um, I'm still not off of these guys. Um, the one thing, West Virginia, I think a lot of people might fade this because they saw them play Oklahoma pretty tough, but Oklahoma's trash right now. And I think teams that are coming off really big games like that, and West Virginia took them down to the final seconds in a heartbreaker and lost, um, can they get back up for this game, right? Uh, so I kind of like Texas Tech in, in West Virginia. This like is a little sneaky like game here. Um, Letty Brown on the other side is one of my favorite players in college football. He he's got it all in terms of the running back position. So I, if you're going to go here, a very interesting stack would be Texas tech and you bring it back with Letty Brown. Um, so I like this one a little bit. Um, I kind of rank this like middle tier of exposure that I'll have to that game. Um, Oklahoma at Kansas state is next 52 over under look, Oklahoma should beat the hell out of Kansas state. Like Skylar Thompson's doubtful. Uh, the only real piece that they have is Deuce Vaughn. So if you're Oklahoma, like, what are you doing if you don't have multiple guys just just watching Deuce Vaughn every play? Um, but Oklahoma's a mess themselves. Like, I, I don't know if Spencer Rattler is, like, going to get booed worse on, on his, uh, you know, away as he is at home. Like, that program's got some issues right now, and I just – I can't pay the Spencer Rattler price for the performance that I'm seeing out of him. So um, I'll probably be off this game. The only thing I may be able to do is pick off a cheap receiver here and there because, you know, they could get some volume. They could pop one in. Um, but I just don't love this game very like at all. Um, finally, we have Ohio state at Rutgers. Um, I told you guys last week, Rutgers is better than a lot of people think. Uh, they are better than what we know from the last like five to 10 years. Um, they don't bring too much to the table offensively, but they play teams tough. And they gave Michigan, you know, some fits in the second half last week. Um, and, you know, it wasn't definitely a blowout. Ohio State has obviously much more firepower. They should be able to take it to Rutgers a little bit better. But C.J. Stroud returns as a starter. Um, we'll see how he performs. You know, there's a lot of angry Ohio State fans that are not thrilled with him. But the one guy that I think very clearly is establishing himself as a star on that team is Travion Henderson. Um, it's very clear he's starting to emerge as the lead back there. 
I'm just hoping that they don't do a split backfield type thing. But I will have Travion Henderson in quite a few lineups. And then obviously from the passing game, you know, Wilson, Alave, and Smith um, are all really good options. So um, that kind of wraps up DraftKings. I will have all my top plays in the articles uh, on our website. It's free. All you got to do is sign up and it's, it's free access though. So, um, you know, I think it's a pretty good deal, but I'll have all my top guys listed at the bottom of each article. So go there, take a look. Um, and you can kind of reference my cheat sheet in a sense, but, um, pivoting over real quick to FanDuel. There's a few games that I didn't cover that are on the FanDuel slate and not DraftKings, um, Florida, Kentucky, 55 over under and Kentucky is eight and a half point dog at home. Um, Kentucky is currently a 27th ranked defense versus the pass and 20 versus the run. So they're no joke. Um, we saw Florida can play with the best of them at Alabama. Um, Emory Jones, uh, at quarterback has taken over the lead role. Um, who's emerged very good. Um, Davis and Pierce, both at the running back position again, split backfield. I'm off. Um, and Jacob Copeland, who I think is one of the best receivers in the country, but has done nothing the last two weeks. So, I don't know. I, I kind of like the Kentucky side more here. Uh, I know Florida has a very, very good defense, but you've got Will Levi's at quarterback. You've got Wandale Robinson, Josh Ali, who are really good. Um, and then Rodriguez on the ground game. So um, damn, I, I kind of want to play some more Kentucky here at home. I think they could, this game is interesting, like for sure uh, from a betting perspective and which leads me to believe if I like them gambling, like I probably like them DFS as well. So um, you know, I think Florida again has a really good defense, but I don't know. Kentucky could be sneaky. Um, Baylor at Oklahoma is next 47 and a half point over under. Um, I know we're coming up on a half hour here soon. So I'll try to fly through these last couple quick Baylor at Oklahoma state. Look, I know it's a big 12 game, uh, but both these defenses are actually good, which is really surprising. So don't let the names fool you. Um, there's really only one guy that I have interest in this game. And that's Jalen Warren um, at the running back for Oklahoma state. He's been getting all the carries. He's getting 25, 30 carries a game. He's turning into a bell cow. I think Baylor's actually got uh, the 15th ranked pass defense in the country. So I'm off of the passing game here, but Jalen Warren is very interesting. He's expensive. So, you know, play him where you can, but um, I don't really have a lot of interest in Baylor. Again, Oklahoma state, um, has been pretty sneaky good on defense. So, you know, there could be some points here. These two teams know each other, but I, I think both defenses uh, need some respect. So just be a little bit cautious if you're going to game stack there. Um, Mississippi State at Texas A&M, another game where Texas A&M, A&M has an awesome defense. They don't have a lot of going on offense. Zach Calzada is probably not the dude. Um, Isaiah Spiller, on the other hand, is really good. So he's the one guy I have interest in on that side of the ball for Texas A&M. Um, and Mississippi State, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know what to think of this team. Mike Leach's offense at any point could go for 500 yards and everybody explode. But as we've seen, the SEC does bring a little bit of defense to the table, which he wasn't used to in the Pac-12 or the Big Ten or Big 12. So, um not really a lot of interest here for Mississippi State. Will Rogers, fine. You know, he, he's not a bad play by any means. Um, Jocavius Marks is a guy that I have a little interest in because he is going to catch the ball out of the backfield. And um, with AM's defense, I think there could be some openings there for him to hit some serious value. Um, 
Finally, last two games, uh, Penn State is taking on Indiana. I don't have a lot of interest in Indiana. I thought they'd be a lot better this year um, with Penix and, and uh, oh man, uh, Freifogel, but like they're just they're just not the same team. Uh, they lost a lot of guys on defense, um, offensive line as well. I don't love this matchup for Indiana. Penn State's legit. You saw against Auburn a couple weeks ago in prime time, they handled them pretty pretty well. Um, so I don't love Indiana here. Penn State, on the other hand, you've got Sean Clifford, you've got Jahan Dotson, who's an absolute stud. Um, so I don't mind those two guys against Indiana. They could always pop off, and especially Dotson could have you know, a huge game at any point. Noah Kane's fine on the ground, but Indiana is actually decent versus the runs. So probably not a spot that I want to go to. If I'm going there, it's going to be through the air. Um, last but not least, Boston College at Clemson, who, speaking of trash programs right now and just a complete tire fire, um, I I don't love Boston College. I don't love this game in general, but Boston College I'm off of. Clemson, the only thing they have left to hang their hat on is defense, and they have been really good um, still. I know they lost, uh, forget his name, but the top defensive tackle on, on their uh, defensive line, so that's not great for Clemson, but – you know, I just think there's better spots you can go to. The only player I have a little bit of interest in on Clemson is Kobe Pace, who is kind of the only guy left in the backfield running back. So um, he's fairly cheap. Uh, I think he's 7K on FanDuel. If you want to go there, I wouldn't hate it. Uh, but just, you know, be aware that Clemson um, is more like Wisconsin nowadays than they are Clemson. So that's it. Again, guys, check the articles that I have on the websites. Uh, it's DFSRedZone.com. I'll post the link in the notes uh, below, please give us a five-star you know, review or on YouTube, subscribe to our channel. We have a lot of content for both for college and NFL, um, which will be coming out here in the next few days uh, for this week in Slate. Um, and yeah, until next time, peace.